welcome to the Money, Life, and Limitless Possibilities podcast, where we help you build a bridge over roadblocks in life and create keys to limitless possibilities. I am your host and head cheerleader, Rhonda J. Williams. It was a daily decision, a decision for me to show up and to put myself first, to make myself the priority, to really walk the talk about what I said I valued versus what I was spending my time and energy on. Mm -hmm. And ultimately letting go is a a decision that you make to put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Hey family, welcome back. Today's episode is sponsored by Exodus Financial Education Group. This is my company where I provide financial education and personal development coaching and training to corporations and individuals so that they can go forth powerfully towards their goals in money and life without limits. Consistently be able to navigate life's roadblocks, whether they are seen or unseen, and be empowered to get everything that's needed to be your best self. If you're joining us for the first time here, as always, welcome to the podcast. And if you didn't know, we go by the belief that it is absolutely positively possible to be limitless in money and life. Each week here, I share information, innovation, and insights around my five keys to limitless possibilities. So if you want to hear all about that, check out episode number eight where I break those down and there'll be a note in the link in the show notes for that. So again, welcome to 2021. And I mentioned that we are starting off the year with a series on release, resilience, and reinvention. So I have a couple of episodes kind of dancing around those topics so we can just really help you get where you're supposed to be in this life, in this world, and really be your best self. So this week I have with me the incomparable Nicole Roan. She's a capacity coach and we're going to tell you all about that. And we are digging into building capacity, the good, the bad, and the beauty of letting go. So this episode really is all about release. No one needs a reminder of everything that's taking place in our world (laughs) right now. Um, So yeah. Sometimes we just got to let it go. We got to release it in order to make room for the things that we really and truly need. So that's everything we're getting into this week. And of course, I always love to share how I know my guests and how we're connected. But Nicole and I are in this amazing, um, really, it's a business group, but man, it is so much more than that. But it's called Purpose to Platform, just really helping women get in position, get, you know, get where they're supposed to be in the world, be able to create more impact. So that's how we came to know each other. I heard a bit of her story while we were going through that and just have seen her just flourish while in the group and just love the impact that she is bringing to women. So let me formally introduce her. Nicole Rome is CEO of Flourishing LLC and hosts the Flow and Flourish podcast. As well, she's a transformational speaker and capacity coach. Nicole helps women create balance between their personal and professional lives while prioritizing self-care. 
With 20 plus years of corporate experience, Nicole understands the unique challenges of busy, high-performing women and how a lack of fluidity between the worlds of home and work can create a barrier between them and their next level. Through her signature coaching program, The Art of Flow, Nicole teaches female power players how to find rhythm between their personal and professional lives in order to increase their capacity and propel them into greater levels of desired success. Her mantra is when you flow effortlessly, you flourish tremendously. All right, Nicole. Welcome to the show. Yay! Rhonda, thank you so much for having me here. I am honored to be on your podcast today. Absolutely, absolutely. It's 2021. We got to do it. We got to get this yes. done, right? No time. Two weeks in, yep. No more playing around, like for real, for real. Like we got to be, we got to be who we are and get where we're supposed to be in this world. And that's yeah. why. I wanted you on at the top of the show. All right. I'm so delighted. Yes. (laughs) All right. So today we are getting into letting go, but uh, Nicole is here. She's all about helping women build capacity. And so we're going to dig into the good, the bad, and the beauty of letting go, right? Mm -hmm. Nicole is going to take us through her journey, her process, and how she helps professional women really learn to build capacity and be able to maximize kind of every little thing in life, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. So before we dig this whole topic out and get all into the weeds, I always love to hear the story, right? Because I know that none of our paths are straight these days. We're all mm-hmm. on this meandering path in life and so I'm always so intrigued on what led um, the person I'm interviewing to the road to to be before me today so what led you on this road tell us a little bit about your story take us back but just just let us know how did you become this building capacity woman um, before me Yes, I would absolutely love to. And um, as you mentioned, I am all about capacity. However, I haven't always been this way, right? Like right now, I'm known as the capacity coach, the CEO of Flourishing, you know, the podcast host of the Flow and Flourish podcast. But I didn't start there. It was probably, I want to say... 2019, about two years ago, mm-hmm. when I had what I call my come to Jesus moment. So I'll paint the picture for you. I had been steadily climbing my corporate career into executive level HR. I come from a 20 year background in corporate with over a decade plus, <clears throat> excuse me, in the HR space. And so as I was continuing to climb this corporate ladder, I was literally a a public success and a private failure, or at least I felt that way, right? Um, I was secretly struggling with so much and it had started to show up in my work. Specifically, um, at the time I was, well, still am, but I was married to my husband and we have two children. 
And one of our children, our daughter, who's 17 now, struggles with migraines and they're chronic migraines. So as I was continuing to climb the corporate ladder, showing up, doing all these wonderful projects, traveling the world, you know, doing my thing in the corporate world, my marriage was crumbling. My kids were suffering because I was so busy and being dedicated to the corporation that I wasn't spending any time with them. I wasn't taking care of myself. Wow. Up until, like I said, in 2019, it was January, actually 10 days after my birthday. Um, I had just come back from a little vacation in Florida with one of my good girlfriends. And when I got back, I was in a lot of pain. And I, you know how we do, we typically write stuff off. We, oh, it could have been this, it could have been that. But after about a week, I was in so much pain. I remember like yesterday, I was sitting on the couch. It was a Saturday. It was a blizzard outside. I was literally trying to get up off the couch to go upstairs and lay down. And I could not. I was in excruciating pain. So I'm crying my grown self, right? And my daughter walks in and she's like, what is going on? I'm like, babe, just help me upstairs, you know, to, to go lay down. And she was 15 at the time. And she said, absolutely not. You tried to take muscle relaxers. You have tried to go get a massage. You've been complaining about this pain. I'm taking you to the hospital. And you know, I'm like, girl, if I could get up and beat you, I probably would, but I can't. So I'm gonna let you win this one. They uh, called you on the carpet. I love she, she called me, right. And so begrudgingly, I, I went, she got, it was so bad. She had to literally help me get my boots and stuff on, right? When we get there, I had some routine tests that were taken. Let me put this in perspective for you because with this blizzard, mind you, she was 15, did not have a driver's license. Couldn't even drive. Now, luckily we were like within a mile of the hospital, but that's how bad the pain was. So when I get there, they're taking these routine tests. Um, I tell her to go on home. And after about an hour, the doctor comes in and says, I'm rushing you to ICU. I'm like, why? Like, what is going on? It was so bad that he couldn't even tell me. At the time, they measured my CPK level, which is the amount of protein that's in your blood. Now, the normal level is around 200. And I didn't even find out until after they put me in ICU that my level was at over 200,000. What? 200,000. So my organs were shutting down. My heart was enlarged. They had to literally pump liters and liters and liters of fluid through me, which also compromised my organs because your body's not used to having that much fluid all at once. And I just remember the doctor coming in and saying, I don't understand why a 35 year old woman who's healthy, no prior, you know, health things going on would end up like this because it looks as if you've been crushed by a ton of concrete and left to die. Like this is what your body is showing us. And so with her not knowing me from a hole in the wall or a can of paint, she said, I don't know what's going on with you outside of here. If it's work, if it's something personal, but whatever it is, it's showing up in your body physically. So I'm gonna need you to manage your stress, your emotions, whatever it is, if you gotta quit a job, whatever it is that you need to do. She said, because your life is at stake right now. 
So in that moment, mm -hmm. I, of course, was praying like we all do to God, saying, God, if you get me out of this, I promise I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And all I could think about was leaving my two babies at the time. And I didn't want to do that. And so literally after a week of being in ICU, um, I was able to go home. And the day that I came home, I told my husband that he had to leave. I said, you know, you and I are not working. He was suffering from alcoholism. Um, and I was, again, secretly battling that. I was too embarrassed. I didn't want anybody to know it. But I put all that embarrassment and shame in a bag. And I said, you know what? I'm deciding to do what's going to be best for me. Mm -hmm. And he left. Uh, we separated for about six months. And I'm happy to say that, yes, now he is sober and things are on the up and up. But being in that valley is what really led me to be here today and to be teaching women about capacity. Because when you have so much going on in your head and in your heart and you're not dealing with it, it puts you at max capacity, right? And then it starts to spill over into every single area of your life. So whether it's your work, whether it's, you know, friendships, your physical health, and I vowed to be able to be in a position to help other women know that they too can take things off of their plate to deal with what's going on in their heart and prevent it from getting to a point where they have to literally be in ICU fighting for their lives. So here I am, Miss Capacity Coach, teaching women how to increase their capacity. You just took me out the game about three times. <laughs> like I knew your story, but I didn't know. No, no. Wow. Mm. I I just can't imagine. Like, it sounds like you were very much conscious and like, yeah, I'm in pain and this is a problem. But he's like, go to ICU. And you're like, what? Oh, God. Yeah, it's like most things, right? Like I said, you're writing things off. I didn't know it was that bad because mm -hmm. I'd kept dismissing it. I've been walking around with a little bit of pain, um, but it wasn't to the point where I thought I needed to be in ICU. And so most of us, I want to remind us, we're walking around with all of these things under the surface that we don't realize is having a significant impact on our health, our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health. And we got to stop dismissing and not paying attention to stuff. So let's talk about that word dismiss. What is it? What is it about? I'm going to say women in particular that mm -hmm. causes us to dismiss ourselves, right? More to others. What, what is that? I mean, because we're doing it over, it's almost learned. It's almost cultural. Like what, what would you, what is that about? I would say it's exactly what you just mentioned. It is cultural. We are taught at an early age as women, especially women of color. I don't know about you, but most of us come from single parent households, right? And so we're constantly seeing our moms, our grandmothers, our aunties who are doing everything and taking care of everybody and putting themselves on the back burner. So we inherently learn how to do that. And then when we get to a place where we try to put ourselves first, we live in a society where team no sleep is glorified, where sacrifice to the detriment of yourself for everybody else is also glorified. So then we start to feel guilty about that, right? And in my experience, really being able to 
to tap into that and to help us understand that it's okay to listen to your gut, right? Like for me, when I started feeling that pain, my first inkling was to go to the hospital, but my mind was like, you ain't got time to go to the hospital. You got to work. You got these kids, Mm. you know, you just took a nice little mini vacation. So you should be okay. Right. Mm. The shielding all over yourselves. (laughs) And so we are just really accustomed to dismissing it for the sake of not having time or even from an emotional standpoint, I don't have the energy to deal with it. So I'm going to put this back here and deal with it later. So how do you work with women to first recognize that and then start to unpack it? Because this, this stuff runs deep. Like it's, it's, it's deep and wide, right? Yeah, it is deep and wide. And so In my program, we do eight weeks of coaching. And I really start, honestly, with the heavy stuff. Excuse me. I start with processing, really processing the pain, because I'm a firm believer that to you can't fix what you won't face, right? And so we start by processing where we are, where it is that we want to be or feel like we should be, right? and then pushing through that pain. So after we've processed, we're gonna push through, we're gonna make a way to get what it is that we're saying that we want. Um, After that, it's a whole lot of really, really, really intensive of intense listening to yourself. I teach you how to trust your gut, right? You allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. You put a name on it. You do all of those things in an effort to help you really figure out where you are. As you mentioned, you know, dismissing, we're so used to dismissing what we feel in our gut because Mm -hmm. A, sometimes, you know, you want to believe what you want to believe. And in my instance, I wanted to believe that my marriage was okay and everything else was all right. So I'm like, it ain't that bad. Just like going into ICU, right? Um, And so really just tapping into what you're feeling, allowing what you are feeling to come through and then navigating through that, right? So figuring out what is it that I really want? What is it that I truly value? Where am I spending my time? Do I have boundaries in place that support what it is that I'm saying, right? Like if I say that I value my family, but I'm spending 90 hours a week at work and handling everybody else's stuff, how much time am I really giving to my my family? Or what about myself after that, right? Um, but it's been—it's definitely been a process. Letting go, even with him returning home after six months, I had to let go of a lot of the resentment and frustration and anger um, as we tried to mend our family. And, and letting go. Um, so yeah, there's an initial like maybe awareness and like, okay, I got to let this go. But then how do you walk that out? Because it's, it, it would seem to me that you would have to let go on a daily basis in some respect, right? It is. It's a daily decision, right? So the day that I came home and I said, hey, you have two weeks, you got to go. I still had to live with him for two weeks. And I had to keep saying and reminding myself why I needed to let go. And oftentimes we are we want what we want. Our brain is here to protect us from pain, right? And that's the emotional part too. And so on a daily basis, you have to decide over and over and be in touch with the why. Why are you letting go? Why do you need to 
you know, keep moving forward? How is this helping? How is this hurting? Because you know, in between those couple of weeks, mind you, I, I had to have my husband move out on our seven year anniversary on our seven year anniversary. And that was painful. That's like an understatement. Mm -hmm. And it was a daily decision, a decision for me to show up and to put myself first, to make myself the priority, to really walk the talk about what I said I valued versus what I was spending my time and energy on. Mm -hmm. And ultimately letting go is a, a decision that you make to put yourself first. And so, like, I know that people learn and connect and kind of make things a habit in, in different ways. So did you, did you write a statement? Did you put, like, how did you really connect, dig into, and stay connected to your why? How did you do that? Because, um, again, you're, if you're facing this decision daily, how did you, you, and how do you work with others to stay connected to that why? Yeah, the writing is a really good point. I journaled my butt off, right? Um, on first and foremost, praying. I prayed and asked God for the strength every day because it was a lot. And asking God to guide me, guide my heart, guide my actions because it was tough. And then the journaling part, which is something that I recommend um, and talk about frequently in my program, because that centers you, right? It gets everything out. And oftentimes going back and rereading things that I'd written, because I have been talking about this for a long time. Like I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's something about when you see that you've written yourself a letter two years ago and you're still saying the same thing, mm. they kind of slap you upside the head. <laughs> and so um, throughout my process, it's constantly focusing on what is staying here doing? How is this hurting you, right? Mm -hmm. What is it going to look like for you when you no longer feel this way? Like, what is getting out of this going to do for you? How does it benefit you, your family, you know, your, your finances, your career, any of those different things? So I'm tapping into the heart and helping you stay connected based on all the things that you say you truly do value. So it's really aligning, you know, your boundaries, your values, and then your actions all in one place. So, so that, is, that sounds like that takes us to your method. So I know you have the five pillars, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and they're all about the flow. Mm -hmm. And connect us with the pillars, the letting go and the building capacity. Tell us how this, how it all connects up and flows together. Absolutely. So my method is really based on the five different pillars of flow. And I believe that each and every one of them are interconnected. So I start with heart flow because everything that we do is connected to our heart, whether we want to believe that or not, right? The things that come out of our, our mouth, the actions that we take, the connections that we have, the people, the relationships. So if stuff isn't right in your heart, it's going to be really difficult to, you know, get through in other areas of life. And so we then also have workflow. And for me, I feel that being able to be fulfilled in the work that you're doing is directly connected to your overall capacity, right? If you're unhappy with what's going on at work and you're filled with all this frustration and anger, then that's going to spill over into your heart flow, right? 
Um, we also have your faith flow, which focuses on the different foundations and, and whoever or whatever it is that you believe and being able to tap into that and say, you know what, the source, God, higher power for me, I'm saying, God, Jesus, help me, you know, to, to get through these different things. So being able to know when you're depleted in that area and when you need to fill yourself up. And then we also have cash flow. So really being able to um, have the resources to do what it is that you need to do. In my situation with the separation, of course I was terrified because there's a whole separate level of, of income, right? I'm like, oh, I got to do this. No. You <laughs> <laughs> mean you can't Ooh. just go and leave the money here, but no. Um, so really being aware of your cash flow as well. Um, and then your health flow. And that kind of goes without saying it. I talk about it from a mental, emotional, and physical standpoint. So I believe that you have to be able to have capacity in each and every one of these different areas enabled to, in order to flow effortlessly through your life. Not saying it's going to be a cakewalk. You know, there are always going to be ups and downs. But when you have capacity in each of these areas, it's going to allow you to navigate through the ups and downs a whole lot better. And so that brings us to my method. And I started to outline it a little bit earlier and it's really called plain, um, like P-L-A-I-N. And the objective is it for it to be plain and simple because we overcomplicate stuff so much, right? <laughs> <laughs> Always overcomplicate, queen overcomplicator over here. And although it's plain, it is the deep work. And that's where we talked about in the the first area P, we're processing the pain and then we're pushing through it. And then in the second area with L, we're learning how to listen to our gut, tap back into our intuition, identifying some of those things that we've dismissed, those red flags that we push to the side, right? That have allowed us to be in the spaces that we are in right now. And then in the third area with A, we're really aligning. So aligning our values, our boundaries. We putting our money where our mouth is, is basically what we're doing in that area. Um, and then when we go into the next one for I, we're learning how to implement and identify strategies that are going to support us as we're making all this change because it's, it's not easy. Like processing and pushing is already tough mm -hmm. enough. And I'm a firm believer that, okay, knowing is half the battle. So what are you going to do about it? And so that's where in the, um, the implementation stage, we identify and implement these different strategies. And the final one is just to nourish and navigate because now that you've created these new habits, now you're aware of, you know, where these patterns are, where the pain is coming from and why it's sticking around. You got to learn how to live a new life knowing this. And so we're nourishing and navigating. So you, so you have the pillars, which, mm -hmm encompass really every area I'm moving my hands all around me like my whole life right because mm -hmm. it sounds like we typically live these separate lives like we go and we pour it out at work and then we're pouring it out over here and we never actually take the time to see how these are interconnected how do we make them flow together right and so yes. you, you've identified all the areas that are important to support us as human beings, right? Yes, first and foremost, humans. <laughs> and then you've got your method for taking the person through 
coming up with their process, coming up with what they need to support themselves to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, because there's no one size fits all approach, right? And it's all individual. And I recognize everybody's story is different. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's definitely in an attempt, like you said, to help everyone understand how these different areas kind of work together to support you as you go through this thing called life. Mm -hmm. And so again, I, I mean, I'm obviously I'm biased. I'm a woman, but man, I just feel like we 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 catch it. <laughs> a lot of that okay and so I feel like more recently with you know the world upside down downside up and on fire that <laughs> you know we are all coming into this hey um so I don't need to work on me <laughs> I feel like we're, we're getting more time out like I need yes. I need some some help. I need some therapy. I need a coach. I need something to help me navigate. Like we can't continue to move forward business as usual, just dismissing ourselves, right? Yes. It's, yeah. And but I, I feel that now more than ever before, uh, with with so many things that have come to the surface. They've already been there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that are coming to the surface. So I wanna I wanna ask another question about. Uh, boundaries and so when you began this process because I feel like part of the reason we don't we dismiss ourselves is we're worried about people right mm. did, I, yeah. did I did I hit you in the gut <laughs> you hit all in the gut with that yes so I want to hear like the pushback the the naysayers the I don't I mean what you know does it take all that? You know, you know what they say. I want yeah. to because sometimes we can we hear a good thing, it's good information, it's it's what we need, it resonates. And then we go out here and run out trying to trying to be new, trying to be who we are, and then we run into these peoples and they stuff. <laughs> and in my head takes us out the game. So I, I want to hear about that because that's that's huge. Yeah, so that's a really good point. And you did hit me in the gut because boundaries are everything. And I have found both personally and professionally, oftentimes we dismiss our own boundaries because we don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings. So we're okay. Yep. We're okay letting people walk all over us because it makes them feel better. But what about you? And so what I would say to people who are really looking to put some boundaries in place it it really starts with you feeling and believing and knowing that you are important there's nobody else who's more important than you we all hear about the put your mask on first you know you can't gear from an empty cup all of that but very rarely do we practice that and it starts with boundaries and so for me some of the pushback that i got of course from my husband right i heard don't break our family up that's not you know I'm, I'm going to give my life together. Or I heard from well, good meaning friends and family, like, well, at least he got a job. So you should just be thankful. Like that's the standard now. Mm. I'm sorry. Excuse mm. me. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah. Right. Um, or I heard from other people like, girl, you don't want to be single. You know, I know you cute and all, but keep that man because a good man is hard to come by. Like, but what about how I feel? What about what my children feel? What about what's best for me? 
And so sometimes you got to put them people in a box. Honestly, it made me feel frustrated when I did start to open up because of course there's this initial level of, oh girl, I didn't know you was going through that. I'm so sorry. But then there's the piece that comes with it. That's like, well, if I was in your situation, I really wouldn't even be complaining because, but how are you going to compare what you have going on to what I have going on? And we get caught in that, right? Like we're discounting how we feel because somebody else might have it worse. Don't allow yourself to do that. You matter. How you feel matters. I don't care what it looks like on the outside. So put them people in the box that's naysaying and pass them on over here. Kick them down the street. I'll I'll deal with them. Send them to me. Yes. And again, I brought that up because I know that, you know, we can have the best laid plans and we can run out here and people and the and the people stuff that the people do will take us out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely have to address that. Uh, especially when we started something new because you know we have to you have to teach people you know how to treat you right yes tell everybody that yep you teach people how to treat you Mm -hmm. and it's already scary enough right when you're doing something new that's pulling you out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. so try to surround yourself with other people who are on similar paths right like I found myself during that time um, really reaching out to like Al-Anon wives who were trying to figure out how to navigate through supporting a spouse and, you know, taking myself and my children to therapy and really putting myself away from people that didn't have anything good of value to contribute to the conversation. Mm. And so it's important that you surround yourself with a network of like-minded women it can be men too but i know in this space as women we need each other more than we care to think so you talked earlier about you know getting help and accepting help and it's sometimes really hard for us because we didn't see other people get help but you can be the trailblazer and set the tone because oftentimes we don't really even realize who's paying attention to us so there might be nieces, friends, nephews, heck, even your own aunties and, you know, people that are paying attention to what you're doing and you're leading the charge. So don't be afraid to step out there on your own. Right, right. And, and you know, I say, I'll say take a leap of faith to step out, but then I'll say keep on leaping because sometimes we can step out and maybe we is not a good therapist, right? <laughs> and it's like, find a therapist is like finding a man. It, it's, <laughs> It's hard out here in these streets. Ma'am. <laughs> so, but the point of it is to stay the course, right? To get, yes. to be mindful, to get the support that you need, get the, you know, connect with what you need to, to keep going, to get, you know, to where you're trying to go. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I want to say quick too, this is mm-hmm. the HR side of me coming out. If you are, you know, working for a corporation, when it comes to therapists, there is something called EAP, which is an employee assistance program. Mm -hmm. And 99.999% of the time, it's 100% free and 100% confidential. Go to your HR department and you can typically get free counseling sessions. That way you can try before you buy, right? Mm -hmm. And find someone who is able to support you and what you need. Don't just go you know, pick somebody off Facebook, really look and see, do they handle the stuff that you're dealing with? And for me, that was dealing, recovering from dealing with someone who had an addiction and dealing with family trauma, like all of that good stuff. So I'm gonna leave that there. 
So, um, you know, my podcast is about money, life, and limitless possibilities. And I focus it around these five keys to limitless possibility, getting clear of what you want, getting free of limiting beliefs, getting beyond your past, getting resilient, and getting that timing matters. Have you found that any of these keys has been an integral part of your journey um, to building capacity and um, making the changes that you've made? Absolutely. You know all of them have, but I know I got to pick one. (laughs) Um, I would say the one key that has been substantial is getting free of the limiting beliefs because I had to trust and believe that number one, I was going to be able to make it without him, right? That I was going to be able to find a new job that was closer to home, that I was going to be able to be okay. When you have these limiting beliefs, you're unable to move forward. And so I had to tap into what I know to be true and trust God and trust myself and remove those limiting beliefs in order to be resilient, in order to be able to, you know, stand up and put these boundaries in place. So that, you know, being limitless by changing your mindset, that is Mm. all the way there. Yeah. And you know, the limited man, the limiting beliefs, it comes in, I always say, it comes in all size, shapes, and colors. And it's mm-hmm. not something that we do regularly. You don't just wake up and say, you know, I think perhaps it's time to challenge my beliefs, right? <laughs> you, exactly. have to, you have to really be conscious that yeah, people are sometimes going through some things, right? You got to get hit and be like, ooh, you know what? Yeah. Like when there's something that comes up that makes you kind of wonky about it, then I, I, I encourage people to sit and see if it's some is some type of limiting belief, but have some type of a signal in place that could there be something here? But recognizing that there are a, a whole thing is is huge, right? So I love yeah, that. yeah, I agree. Perfect. Well, ah, oh, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. I just love it, love it, love it. Like um, again, your method, your pillars, really helping women. Let me see how you say it. Helping women find the rhythm between their personal and professional lives, which is increasing their capacity for greater success and fulfillment, like all day. And again, in 2020, like game over, get what you need, Mm -hmm. learn how to build capacity, learn how to let go, whether it's good, bad, or beautiful, right? Let go from all, all perspectives so that we can be who we're supposed to be and get where we're trying to go like game yeah. over get what you yes. need like right now <laughs> okay this is our time because as you mentioned it's the collective side right all of us women it's somehow like we all got the memo right now like okay mm-hmm. i need to get my self-care on mm-hmm. and really being able to step that up right now is important as we embark on 2021 and are still trying to heal from 2020 and get our stuff together. So I just, I love what you're doing and how you're helping us to really just step out on faith and do just that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us how we can connect with you. Um, Tell us your podcast, where we can find you, so forth. Go. Yay. Okay. So you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Nicole Roan. That's N-I-C-O-L-E 
R-H-O-N-E. It's like phone, but with the R. So I'm doing a masterclass at the end of January that is called Less Stress, More Rest, where I'm helping high-performing women to crack the code on time management and really start to align their values with how they live their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And people can also check me out on my website, which is www.nicolerone.com. And I also have my podcast, The Flow and Flourish Podcast. So check Uh us out. Got a private Facebook community as well called Flow and Flourish. Always loving to connect with like-minded women because we all need each other. And I've learned that my sister friend community is one of the most important communities outside of my family and God. So come check us out. Absolutely. All right. So last but not least, I always end with this little zinger here. So uh, tell us your name and your key to limitless possibilities. My name is Nicole Roan and my key to limitless possibilities is staying in flow and being able to really increase my capacity. It's walking the talk of what I'm teaching other women how to do. Beautiful. Ah, thank you so much, my dear. This is going to be a great 2021. I feel it. I feel it. It's too many of us out in these streets just bringing empowerment to the world for it not to be good. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's about to be amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So that's what I have for you guys. We will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining. Bye. And remember, if you've got questions, I've got answers. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Rhonda on a mission, R-H-O-N-D-A on a mission. As well, I invite you to connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rhonda on a mission and LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash Rhonda on a mission. Again, thanks for joining. Until next time, friends, be happy, be joyful, and be free.